Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the second season in a row, an Arizona Coyotes goalie, former Arizona Coyotes goalie, has won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, if you would have said two years ago that Darcy Kemper and Aiden Hill both have um, Stanley Cup rings and their name on the cup, you'd go, oh, the Coyotes finally won? Not quite. No. Not quite. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey. We got Emma behind the Mac today, mixing yep. it up. Um, but Petey, what a Stanley Cup final last night. What a thumping yeah, by what, the Vegas What a Stanley Golden. Cup. What? And here's, here's, here's it, for the first time in my uh, PHNX bets career, I was right. Yeah. Congrats. And, and not only I was right, I was really right. Because I said what was going to happen to Vegas. Vegas is going to get home. And a lot of times you remember last year when Colorado went home for game five, they had planned their parties and they had their relatives in. But they forgot they were playing Tampa and Vasilevsky. And they didn't tell them about the parties because then Tampa won and everybody had to fly back across the country. The difference here is Vegas plays really well at home. That is a very difficult atmosphere to play in. And the Florida Panthers were completely out of gas. They were out of players. They were out of gas. And they just literally had nothing yet. So what I said on the show yesterday on bets is Vegas was going to score early and it's over. And then I said once Florida gets behind, they're just – and I don't mean they gave up. I don't want to say like a team gives up. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. You don't give up. But you see how big of a mountain it is to climb and you go, I've got nothing. I've been running on adrenaline for two months. I'm hurt. I'm oh my tired, God, the injuries. And I can't come back. So I, it, this is kind of the way I expected this game to go for Vegas. Um, just like we predicted at the beginning of the season, the West would win the Stanley Cup. Crazy. Okay, we didn't. Crazy. Nobody though. did. Absolutely crazy. I yep. mean, it, it was, it felt like it was over in the first when Vegas was up 2 nothing, but then that second period just sealed it. Four goals. You just can't come back from that. And then you hear all the injuries Matthew Kachuk, broken sternum, Aaron Ekblad, broken foot, like torn meniscus, dislocated shoulder. Like, I don't even know what they were so banged up. So I feel for Florida, but that's not to take away from anything Vegas did because. They absolutely earned this one. I mean, they were just they were just the better team. They this, were. You talk about those injuries, Leon, and this came up. I, I saw this on Twitter last night. Is that gutsy, courageous, or stupid, or a little bit of both, or all three? 
Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, and I think it goes back to the culture of the NHL. Like you see, you know, a guy take a puck off the forehead, go get forty-seven stitches, and you know, come back the next period. And then in the NBA, someone jams their finger and they're out for a week. Yeah, and there, there, I feel like there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle because I like the toughness of the NHL in that way, but I don't like it so much that it, it creates a toxic culture where you feel like you can't you know, sit out when you need to sit out and you yeah. have to, you don't need to tough it up. And, and in the eight, you know, we want to focus on like good mental health. I don't know how that does to foster good mental health, but I do feel like steps have been taken, you know, for it to be less like that. But I do love that warrior mentality. I think playoffs. that when you talk about that, it's interesting you said that because I think with concussions and head injuries, I think the league has done a great job and teams have done a great job and doctors beyond that, the expectations that you play are so high yeah. that if, if, if there are people with, and, and I've literally been in the medical room when these decisions are made and they go, there's a guy with a broken foot and the coach, instead of going, gosh, well, okay, get his foot up and rest. It's, can you get his foot in a skate? Can we use a different size skate um, or a different injury? Can we shoot that up? Can you shoot it up for pain? Is it going to get any worse? Can we just shoot it? Well, why won't he shoot it? Um, I've been there for that and I've been there for another player and I, I won't mention the name, but it was the, the playoffs and he was an offensive player for the Coyotes and the thought was we needed this guy to play. And he had a mystery illness. And it was like, buddy, you should still be able to play. And he was so, it won't get into what it was or who it was, but it was, a, it was, an, it was a medical, it was real and it was a real medical issue. But the pressure for the players to almost looking down on him, like, but you can stand up, go play. And you're right, the expectations in hockey are so much different than any other sport. And I think it's because of the pursuit of the Stanley Cup. And Charles Barkley went on TNT this week and said, that's one of the reasons I love hockey. Because the goal is to win the Stanley Cup, period. It's to win the Cup. Everybody out there is trying to win the Cup. And I think there's so much pressure internally to go, if you can walk, you can play. Get out there. And you hear about what Matthew Kachuk did, took that to a new level. Like, oh my God, he might have... Like he he couldn't get himself out of bed. He couldn't dress himself, and he played. That's insane yeah. to me. And that's how it's it's the holy grail of sports. And anybody that says that that's not the hardest trophy to win, and not the most difficult to win, and by the way, the most impressive celebration, if it's not about the Stanley Cup, I, people are just they're just wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from that aspect, um, congrats again to the Vegas Golden Knights. There's a lot to get into with this, um, but we'll start with congratulating the guys on the Coyotes, or sorry, on the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, on the with, Coyotes. With, Coy with Coyotes ties, obviously Aiden Hill, so who we're going to talk about a lot here in a second, but Phil Kessel is now a three-time Stanley Cup champion. All last season, Phil Kessel was here, and he said, I want to leave. I want to traded i want to play for a contender phil kessel left and he did it he landed on a not he only a contender for a contender he played for one and gets to leave with his third stanley cup um you also have craig cunningham um who was part of the coyotes organization um with the tucson roadrunners unfortunately had his career cut short by um, a medical incident but joined the vegas golden knights as a scout so he gets that win, you got your friend Bronco, Bronco, travel guy for the Vegas Golden Knights, formerly a part of the Coyotes. And then, of course, Sean Burke, who yeah. you just did a walk in and talk in with these playoffs. Sean Burke 
played here as a, as a goalie. I mean, this goalie thing is getting weird. The goalie thing at Coyotes is, is. It's getting weird. Um, yeah. Goalie and goalie coach, of course, for the Coyotes, goes on to coach like five different goalies in this season for the Golden Knights and gets it done. So lots of Coyotes ties to this championship. Yeah, it's it's again, it goes back to that feeling and that how it is to we we, we talk about it even at, at every level from a coach to the travel guys. They say, I, w- I want to win. And can you win a cup? And can you get your name on the cup? And Bronco and I joked about it. The travel guy, Rick Bronstein, it's will you get your name on the cup? Because I don't know if people know how this works. You get a certain number of names on the cup. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. And players, and you have to play in so many games, either in the regular season or in a playoff game to get your name on the cup as a player. And then the owner gets his name on the cup. The coaching staff. Coaching staff. The owner's wife used to. They don't anymore. But that was a big thing. So it depends how deep they're going to go on who gets their name on the cups to see if Bronco gets his name on the cup. I hope he does. Sean Burke's name will definitely be on the cup. But... It's it's what you work for. These jobs, and I, I and I'm not talking about the players. I'll talk about the players next. But when you talk about Sean Burke, Rick Bronstein, and I can go Sergey Kotcherov. He went with the Washington Capitals. Jason Service, who was our medical guy for years, he went with the Washington Capitals as well. Um, Denver Wilson, Stan Wilson's son, wins it with the LA Kings. Those guys. This is a this is hard work to work in pro sports. It's really hard. Yeah. And when you get into the playoffs. It's really, really hard because you're traveling every other day. You're back and forth. The pressure and the amount of work increases, and you want to get to this. I hope Bronco brings the cup back to Arizona. I know the other two guys I mentioned, Sergey brought the cup back here. Denver brought the cup back to Arizona. I hope Bronco brings it back to Arizona. So I, I, I talked to a lot of my friends last night in this core group of that we've all worked together. When Bronco, and we'll show the pictures in a minute, but Rick Bronson got to lift the cup. And he, they mentioned his name on TNT broadcast. And no, sorry, Bronco, I'm gonna. The the cup is almost life size to Bronco. Like, well, we have photos. Yeah, can we see Bronco? Yeah, we have photos. She, she might not know which of Bronco. everyone. So we oh, have Aiden wait. Hill and Sean, Sean Burke. Burke. Sean um, Burke looks old, doesn't he? It's that beard. That <laughs> looks distinguished. Beard. It's the it looks, beard. It looks great. And, and there's Bronco on the left. Like and Phil that, Kessel. That right. is 30 years of working in the National Hockey League, and he threw that thing up Look like at it him. was a Look paperweight. Look at his face. He was so happy. Awesome. I'm so happy for him. This the, the, he works hard. He's a great human being. He's a really good friend of mine. I am so happy for him. Of all the people that were able to win it, we were texting as a group. Bronco, way to go, Bronco! It's almost there, Bronco. And he said, yeah. "Don't jinx it." Yeah. And to see him celebrate like that was great. You go to the players, Phil Kessel, and you could talk about what Phil had to say. Oh my God, I need to say what Phil said. So first of all, Phil Kessel is a freaking legend. Um, and literally on the ice after he wins his third Stanley Cup, and granted. Phil Kessel did not play. He played in the playoffs. He played four games yeah. in the Winnipeg series. But he did not series. play in this series. So, you know, a, a different era for Phil Kessel than when he won his two cups with Pittsburgh. But on the ice, quote, takes me back to my Toronto d- days. You guys said I couldn't win, and now I'm a three-time champ. Remember that. Yeah. Suck. Mic drop. Yeah, and walk off. Phil Kessel. Yeah, like, unreal. O- honestly, for Phil, like, Phil is a unique human being, and he, he wants to play. And he wants to contribute. And I know this was hard for him to sit in the stands and watch this. But if you look behind the curtain, Phil was involved. Phil was involved in that locker room. He's been there before. He helped motivate. He helped carry guys along. He was an important piece of, sometimes he lightened the mood in their in their room in Vegas. Phil was important. 
Um, he played all 82 games in the regular season. He played four in the playoffs. Kept the Ironman streak alive. 100%. He's yeah. a part of this Stanley Cup team and a champ, part of this Stanley Cup victory. And you look at Aiden Hill and you go, was he a part of it? Good Lord. A guy that he was, he was their third goalie going in. Like, you had Quick, you had Hill, you, had, you didn't know what was going on. You had Brassois and Laner. Was he the Thompson, fourth? Or fifth? Yeah, Thompson was the guy. Logan in Thompson. The, yeah. It's crazy. And he wins the Stanley and was really, really, really good. I know it was a 9 3 game, but he made a ridiculous save yesterday. A ridiculous one. And you know what? He made a few ridiculous saves. And we can talk about in a minute, like, did it, and it kind of goes back to the conversation around Darcy Kemper last year. Is. You know, is he just that good or was his team just so good that he just, you know, had to be like pretty good? And we'll talk about that. But I want to read a couple of interesting stats about Aiden Hill's Stanley Cup victory. Um, he's the fifth goalie in NHL history with a cup clinching win after not appearing in the team's opening round series. Wow. So only five goalies have done that. Most recently, Matt Murray. Um, and then before that, it was like. The 50s. It was crazy. Um, and he also hadn't played a single NHL playoff game before this year and never played in more than 25 NHL regular season games in a single season before this year. It's unreal. That's unbelievable to me. And you talk about his performances. He was he was really good. Yes. Like he was... He looked solid. He in looked big. Edmonton and he series, made those saves. In the Edmonton series, he stole a game. Thousand. How yeah. about the Dallas series? Yeah. Some of those saves he made in that series were he just calmed this team down. And I, I've I've said this on this show before about Aiden Hill. When he was with this organization, he was thrown to the wolves a few different times where there were injuries. When Kemper and Ranta both would go down, and then Aiden Hill's got to come in and play ten in a row. And you know what he did? He won hockey games. I I, I will say he was still he wasn't polished yet. He was still rough around the edges. He's still working on his technique. He was still improving. So he wasn't the prettiest goalie on how he played in his style and system, but what Aiden Hill did, he competed and he won. And now that he's had the opportunity to work with Sean Burke and we saw Sean's picture, Sean helped round those edges and, and helped make Aiden Hill the player he is today. He's calmer in that. He's more, he plays big and Sean Burke teaches big goalies really well. He's more, he's deeper in the net. He cuts down the angle better, but he still has that level of compete that he had when he was here and just developing. And so I think those things Put those all together, man. A a Aiden Hill, he's gonna get paid. I mean, this season he's due, and dude's gonna get paid. Yeah. And now we, we, we'll get into Vegas and what they have to do next. They got a goaltending problem now, and I guess that's something that you have to deal with when you win a cup. So a lot of the chatter we've seen from Coyotes fans throughout the playoffs, but especially last night with him getting this clinching win, like, oh, how could the Coyotes let him go? Now it's the second year in a row that a former Coyotes goalie has won the Stanley Cup. It feels like, you know, never always the bridesmaid, never the bride yeah. sort of situation. And I get that frustration. But I think we have to kind of rewind back to the time when the Coyotes did trade Aiden Hill. Um, and they traded him to the San Jose Sharks originally on July 17, 2021. They sent Aiden Hill in a 2022 seventh round pick um, in exchange for... Yosef Kojanash, if you mm -hmm. recall, if you were here last year, um, then you know who that is. And a 2022 second round pick who ended up being Julian Lutz. So we still don't know about um, him as a player. We could look back at 10 years from now and think, yeah, maybe. Wow, wow, amazing. Um, but not a big splashy trade. And I think at the time, I'd, I don't really, 
Well, actually, I do think there was some confusion among Coyotes fans thinking I thought Aiden Hill was supposed to be the goalie of the future. Aiden Hill was an original Tucson Roadrunner. He was there in their inaugural season in 2016. He paid his dues. He's kind of that guy, you know, that Prozvatov is now, that that homegrown talent. And we've seen again and again and again that the Coyotes don't draft and maintain goalies yep. they, they can if they draft them they trade them they the Coyotes have success with goaltenders but they're always signed externally so then you send him away don't get me wrong like he didn't go to San Jose and do what he did in Vegas like he had a similar role in San Jose only played a few games and then last season San Jose or last summer San Jose trades him to Vegas for a fourth round pick in 2024 so it's not like they got a big splash either so rewinding to July 17, 2021, do you remember why the Coyotes traded Aiden Hill in the first place? Because I think that is where we need to start because there's a lot of discussion on why did the Coyotes do this. So timing is everything. And for Aiden Hill, we talked about how he had performed with the other players injured. You go back to that spring, and that's the preparation of the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. And I'm just going back through articles, and this was an article um, by the hockey writers. It is not guaranteed that he'll, he'll be available in the expansion draft as Arizona may choose to protect him over the 31-year-old Darcy Kemper. But if they protect Kemper, he is the best option from the Coyotes organization. There was a very serious threat and thought that Aiden Hill was going to be the player that Seattle picked in the expansion draft. And if they pick him in the expansion draft, you get nothing. Like there is no, hey, here's a fourth or fifth round just for being a good guy. No, you get nothing. So I think the management at that time said Aiden Hill's very likely to leave our organization for free. So let's get something for him while we can. And that's why you see he gets traded in June just before the draft. They had to get a deal done just before the draft, before Seattle um, picks in the expansion draft. And they ended up taking Pitlick. Which didn't hurt the team at all. No. So, I mean, that's that's the reason he he could have been a goalie for the Seattle Kraken. Crazy. Yeah. Who knows? But his career took a different path, and now we're going to see where his career goes from here because he he has put himself on the map deservedly so, and I'm curious to see where Aiden Hill ends up. So, do you think? And obviously, we just sat here and said Aiden Hill was phenomenal um, for the Golden Knights. He was. Even in the Smythe conversation, I don't think he was ever shooing to win it, but he was in the conversation. Do you think Aiden Hill was that good, or do you think the Vegas Golden Knights were that good? Like Darcy Kemper so, in the Colorado Avalanche last season. We've talked a lot about how Vegas defends, and they're a very good defending team. They limit the second opportunities. They box up very well. They don't give opportunities from inside the house. All of those things are true, and they help a goaltender – ease into it and make the first save. There were moments in this playoffs where Aiden Hill was absolutely remarkable. And and I can think of one or two saves, almost one or two saves per game where you're like, oh my goodness, how did yeah. he stop that puck? He, he evolved as this playoff series went on. I think early in the series, he was good. By the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, he was great. And he just brought that calming influence over a very good team. But I think he was better than good. I think Kemper needed to be good to help Colorado win. Colorado was dominating. Colorado dominated in all three zones. Colorado was the best team in hockey last year. I don't know if you'd say that about Vegas. I don't think they were dominating over any team. I know they did in the finals over a depleted Florida team. But 
Vegas wasn't like, oh my God, they're going to roll through teams. He needed to be better than good. He needed to be better than average. You talk about overtime wins. You talk about late late game wins and, and one goal games. He needed to be great. And I, I think he was just that. He was better than good. He was better than average. He's evolved into now he he is a one A. Now what happens now? Yeah. And, and how 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 does he follow up? next year because he was outstanding yeah he was better than good and he was better than average he he was he was outstanding yeah and and it makes you wonder was that just kind of a flash in the pan moment is is that what his ceiling is and now he's playing at that um i think it's really interesting and like you mentioned earlier and like i saw some comments in the chat like he's gonna get paid this summer the timing couldn't be better for aiden hill and i and i do get why a lot of coyotes fans would look back and think oh my gosh i can't believe we you know, gave up on him, um, but it, they didn't. I mean, they, yep. they they had to make a decision, but they held on to Darcy Kemper, and you know what? They got to trade Darcy Kemper and get a first-round pick yes. in return. So all these things, you know, they happen for a reason. It is what it is. And also hindsight's twenty twenty because three months ago, nobody was saying, oh, my God, how did we give up Aiden Hill? Yeah, three months ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, yeah, like Aiden Hill, he, he got his opportunity and he rose to the occasion a hundred percent. Absolutely. And he deserves any amount of money coming his way. Give him the flowers. But I think it's also okay as a Coyotes fan to look at it and say, you know what? It, it like, I think generally the, the mood was, everyone is extremely thrilled for him. Um, I was in Tucson when he was there. Um, I got to be around him, like just an unbelievable guy. So I think generally people are happy. I think there's a little bit of just this frustration toward Vegas as a whole, which I think we'll talk about um, in a little bit. But I understand. But I think we can all just be really happy for before we leave Aiden Hill. I just want to look what. Yes, I agree. All those things you said. He's he's a little different guy, and I think you saw in his post game interviews. He's a real cerebral, calm. He's 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 very goalie. Yeah, he's very goalie. (laughs) That's exactly the way to put it. And I think that his teammates believed him because of that. But you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's the last thing I'll say about Aiden Hill. Right now, they had we we talked about their five goalie carousel. It was Logan Thompson, Laurent Fossois, Aiden Hill, Jonathan Quick, and we always forget about Robin Lehner. They have two goalies signed for next year, and none of them are Aiden Hill. It's Thompson and Lehner, and Lehner is five million dollar on the cap. Didn't play an entire season. Is he going to come back and play next year? Is he going to retire? What's he look like? Can they buy him out? And I'm the answer is no. Like they can't. So you got Logan Thompson, and Logan Thompson is next year makes under a million bucks a year. Seven seven hundred sixty six. So you got money if you want to pay Aiden Hill, but then who's your goalie? Now you got a gold battle between Aiden Hill, who won a Stanley Cup, and Robin Lehner, who hasn't played in over a year. It's a mess there. It's a mess. Jonathan Quick obviously isn't going to get re-signed, and I doubt Laurent Brassois unless they get him to a minor league deal. They have a goaltending mess, and it's funny because we talked about Vegas at the beginning of the season, and we said they have a goaltending mess. Yep. We were right. We were just wrong on what that mess would be. (laughs) The mess ended up – they had such a mess that it was a net to catch them. We thought it was going to be a problem. It was was such a tangle that it turned into a net. We said it. We said we're going to suck. Their goalies are a mess. Who's going to be their goalie? Laner's not playing. Oh, my God. The world is... Was it what that little chickadee say? The world is falling. The sky, the sky is, is falling. falling. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. What is the thing? Well, I think if I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan right now, I don't 
give a shit about the nope. mess right now because I am celebrating the Stanley Cup win. So congrats again to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Did more, you bet on that? More to talk about. I actually put um, one of my free bets on Aiden Hill to win the Conn Smythe. Yeah, just, you oh. know, I, he didn't win it. But that's because Marcia So by two days ago was minus 600 on BetMGM to win. So I was like, that's I don't know not if I bet on me. him to win. I have to go back and look. Yeah. I did pick the. I did pick. Um, you did Vegas mi- minus, minus one and, and a half, half and the over. Over, yeah. And Sean so says under. Oopsie. Um, sorry, Sean. Yeah, the but I'm sad that NHL and NBA are over because that means we can't bet on it oh, no. anymore. Just baseball. Just baseball, but that's okay because on BetMGM right now they have the uh, the swing for oh, the, the fences game. game, and I, I've been saying it yes. every day this week. You log into the app, you go play the BetMGM MLB free game. Um, from now until September 7th, you just pick an area of the strike zone, one of the four, qual- you have one and four, and you can win a prize. Some days you don't win anything, but most days you win something. So go in, try it, you got to use it, and they expire in 24 hours. Um, and also today is Wednesday, so make sure you log in to the BetMGM app so you can claim your bonus bet. I just got my little notification about mine today. I'm going to have to get with you and Sean and Derek to help me bet on baseball because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Listen, it's Saturday. Saturday. What the heck? It's Father's Day on Sunday. I don't know where that just came from. Um, and if you're thinking, oh, my God, I haven't gotten my dad a gift. If he is a college sports fan, I recommend checking out Saturday Neon because they make unbelievable neon signs. Yes, it's true. For all your favorite college teams, we have an amazing U of A one hanging in our yes. office. If you ever watch Mike Luke's show, he has one and on his background. Um, they're amazing. And it's a company started by two friends and former college roommates. So love that. Great gifts for Father's Day. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, a great graduation gift, um, basements, bar areas, etc. So you can go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. So check them out. All right, PD. A couple other things. We're not done with Vegas yet because... Not? <laughs> Just there, there was definitely a Coyotes fan lens to watch last night. We already talked about the Coyotes uh-huh. connections. We listed all the guys, but the Vegas Golden Knights started in 2016, and the owner came out and said, "I we will make the playoffs by year three, and we'll have a Stanley Cup by year six. And not only did they make the playoffs in year one, one and the final in year one. But they did exactly what he set out to do, and they won. Very unconventional what they did. I mean, Vegas has been cutthroat with their coaches, with their goalies, with their roster. Absolutely cutthroat. But in the end, it got them to the promised land. It got them to last night where we sat on our couches watching them lift the Stanley Cup. 
So you can say what you want about the way that it was done, but I think, you know, you sit here as a Coyotes fan in year 26 or 27 of this franchise, and the teams made one Western Conference final run. They made the playoffs a handful of times, mostly in the first half of existence. And you look at where we are right now in the rebuild, and we tweeted this from the beat account, like, the Vegas Golden Knights said, we're going to win in six years. And Coyotes fans are saying, hopefully our rebuild will be done in six years. Hopefully we'll have an arena to play in in six years. But I think what the Vegas situation is an example of when you have an owner who's committed to winning and committed to spending and committed to doing whatever it takes, whether you agree with it or not, it pays off and you win. And I think... Obviously, the Coyotes are in a very unique situation right now with the arena situation. And, and that aside, like, you just want an owner who's who's willing to do what it takes to win. And I think we see that in the Vegas owner. And I think last night I saw maybe not even frustration, just like like a like a of Coyotes fans. And like, I'm not saying that Alex Morello, when the time comes that he wouldn't do that. I don't know. We haven't even Alex Morello hasn't been with this team besides in this rebuilding phase but I don't know I just it's it's just Coyotes fans I know hate the Golden Knights because they got it all right off the bat they never had to suffer it's like one of the least suffering fan bases ever um but and there is positives to Vegas that I know a lot of Coyotes fans do appreciate but I just think I I saw that yesterday and I felt it Bill Foley got up in front of this fan base day one when they announced their name is the Vegas Golden Knights. I watched that live on TV and they had technical issues with their audio visual equipment. And I laughed. I said, yeah, this this is going to work out really well. And he, first of all, test the shit before you do that. OK, anyway, so he gets up there and he's the owner and he gets the mic and he's got the whole crowd right in front of where the, the arena is now. And he says, we're going to win the cup in six years. And I said, sure you are. Sure you are. And he did say the three-year thing. And I I remember that year saying, there's no way this team is making the playoffs. Like, they're so far from the playoffs. I have that team in last. They go to the finals. And here's, you brought up an unbelievable point. There are a lot of owners in sports that are in it for money. They're in it for popularity. They're in it for real estate. They're in it for as an investment. When you're in it to win and you're a competitor, like I look at their owners in every sport that there are guys, they're in it to win. Mm-hmm. And what does it cost me? What is the human value? What is the people value? I don't care. I want to win. And when you get that mentality, they also, every owner in every sport says they want to win. Every of one course. of them. Nobody wants to lose. Yeah. We want to win. We're going to win the Stanley Cup. Every There's 32 owners say they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Bill Foley went out and showed it. Like the expectations are if you don't win, you don't have a job here as a coach and management. If you don't get players here to help us win a cup, you won't be here managing it. And I think sometimes that gives you a nervous atmosphere for players to develop in because gosh, am I going to get traded? Am I gonna... But he won. He put his money where his mouth is. He spent to the cap and technically over the cap. That's how you win. You set that standard and people talk about culture and setting the cup. You go to Vegas, you're expected to win. That's it. And, and I think in six years, you go to the cup finals twice, win it once, Western finals four times in six years, miss the playoffs once in the year after you miss the playoffs, you win the cup. Most successful hockey franchise by percentage of all time. Yeah. So Bill Foley wanted to win. This is the, the map that I think Alex Morello can learn from. Yeah. 
Malik Morello got on there and remember his t-shirt? I sure as shit want to sure win. Sure as shit want to win. To this point, have we seen that? Probably not. But but now is the time to, now is the time, you, I don't want to say correct it, you were dealt a bad hand with the Glendale Arena. You can't financially succeed and without the finances to succeed, you need to be able to buy the players. So now, right now, this summer, 2023, Alex Morello has the opportunity to show that he's an owner that sure as shit wants to win. Yeah. Now let's get an arena. Yep. That's step one. 100%. Get the arena. Yep. You get the arena. You've got the GM in place to get you the draft picks. We've seen the yes. stockpile of draft picks. So you've got the prospects. So now arena first. Prospects are coming. Next piece after that is get the free agents to play with the prospects to play in the arena that you just built. Then you can show us you want to win. Yep. So the building blocks are there. Yes. For sure as shit, I want to win. Yep. But let's see where it goes from there. And yeah, and to Ogie's point, I'm not saying I don't believe in the plan. And also, I'm not saying they should give up on the rebuild and say, screw it and go out and do what they did with getting Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel a few years ago. A thousand percent. That's not what I'm saying. It's more so that the owner right from the start... And the problem, it's not Alex Morello. It's the ownership. It's 20 years ago. It's the 25-year ownership saga. And for actually, I do think Alex Morello is finally being patient and putting the building blocks that you just mentioned in place to do this. I fully bought into the plan. Do not get me wrong. The show is bought into the plan. PHX is bought. I I have told Bill Armstrong to his face, I am bought into the plan. I've been there working inside the room when they've tried rebuilds and they screwed it up, left the plan, and we had to start all over again. And Phil Kessel's part of that. And Taylor Hall's part of that. And Antti Ranta yeah. and Derek Stepan. Yeah. All of those are part of that. We are all on board with the plan. This is a, right now, Craig Button said from hope to belief. And we here at PHNX believe that this is being done the right way. And it takes time and patience. When they get through this, they need to get an arena. We agree? That's we can all agree one. on they need to get an arena. Yep. Have to. And that was from the day Morello bought the team. He said that we need an arena. None of this happens without arena. Yep. He needs the arena, but we all agree on the plan. They are following the plan perfectly. They've got the draft picks. They've got the development players in development right now. We are all on board. We don't think they need to go all in for Stanley Cup next year. We want to see go about it the right way. But I still think this team can win. And I think we will see if he's committed to winning over the yes. next three or four seasons. That's the thing. And I, I just sorry, think, okay. I hope we didn't like. I think that's clear. I think yeah. I think okay. that is too. And I know we're going on about Vegas, but they did win the Stanley Cup yeah. last night, so there's a lot to talk about with them. And I think w- when the time comes to win now, I hope Alex Morello is committed to that. And we'll have to wait and see for that. But yes, obviously the arena is number one. The building blocks are in place to make it happen. And we have to acknowledge that Vegas was in an extremely unique situation. Like you can't even look at the construction of that team in a fair way. You know, we looked at the St. Louis Blues and how they were drafted versus free agents and the Tampa Bay Lightning and the same thing. You can't really do that with Vegas. So I understand that aspect. But The other thing I want to talk about, and obviously Vegas is Vegas, it's the Las Vegas Strip, but you look last night, sold out arena inside, 10,000 fans outside, it's 100 freaking degrees out there, and they're all out there, so look me in the eye, anybody, and tell me hockey doesn't work in the desert, because guess who's cheering for the Vegas Golden Knights? It's not the bachelorette party from Chicago in Vegas, it's the people who live in Las Vegas. People think of Las Vegas, they think of just the Miles Strip. Well, there's a whole community of people that want and love hockey. Um, And we've seen 
We, we know it can work here in Arizona. It all has to do with location. Having an arena on the freaking strip in Vegas, you can't get more prime yeah. than that. The Coyotes need a great location. We've said it every single day for the last two years, but it can work here. And I just had, watching that last night, I just had the vision, and it was really disappointing that it's not Tempe. Yeah. Um, but I had the vision of, like, that could be Coyotes fans one day standing outside when and it's 100, 100 in yeah. June when they're in the Stanley Cup final yes. cheering for their team from the outside. And I hope we get to see that. Then there's things that you, you have said. Steve Aoki was out there. Yeah. Did you see that? Wow. How was that? that was fire. But we Who could, do we get? Blake, Blake Shelton? Dirks Bentley? Dirks Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Sparks? <laughs> just trying to think of all the Arizona music. Jimmy World can go out there. Oh, yeah. yeah Jimmy so, World. I, I, I think Vegas does know how to throw a party. And we I, I cannot wait to see the next several days there. The parade in Vegas down. Oh, my God. Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard. I, Did like, you see all the videos of them like out at the nightclubs last insane. night? Insane. Like it's insane. Like that city literally is is if it it's parties. made for party. They know how to party. Yeah. Can you imagine the cup going down Las Vegas Boulevard? Unreal. Wow. I don't want to go. It, it, we Sounds said fun. that as a joke. I, I said that as a joke in the second round. I said because I when I went to the actually the Western Finals, we were we were in a cab going down Las Vegas Boulevard. And I said, if Vegas wins this, they're gonna have a parade down Las Vegas Boulevard. Can you imagine what that's gonna be like? Ticker tape parade down Las Vegas Boulevard. Yes, I'm all about it. But to your point. We can have that vibe here. I'm convinced and the arena's in the right place. I believe the hockey fans are here. I believe if this team puts a winner on the ice, yeah. I think people will be there. I think we saw it when the Suns ran to the to the finals that year, yeah. how how electric this city can become when their team is a winner. I it's there. It's brewing. Let's just you just gotta hang in there. Just yep. hang in there. Yep. Um, all right, we can move on from the Vegas Golden Knights, and we'll get into uh, prospects here in a minute. Um, but for those prospects who are coming here and have never lived on their own and they need to furnish an apartment when they get here, I'm going to tell them to go to more furniture because the last thing you want to deal with when you're buying furniture is like buying it in a box and then getting home and laying everything out and having to build it yourself. I had more furniture delivered to my house on Saturday. This is a true story. And they walked in. It, it took five minutes. Like my roommate wasn't even home. I said, they're done. She said, they're done. They walked in. They were like, where does it go? I told them. They did it. They even like installed two handles on something with, with a drill. You think I know how to work a drill? I don't. And then they were done and they left and that was it. And it was perfect. Um, that is white glove delivery. So you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture dot com stanley cup parade on vegas boulevard what do you need sunglasses Bloody. it's freaking sunny in nevada <laughs> just nevada i never know how to say it sorry um just like it is here in arizona um so i hope all the players and the, the families and the staff are rocking their shady rays to block out the sun um shady rays we love we're getting more i just, got, I just ordered a pair i'm so excited yeah. um to get mine perfect here for here actually just perfect all year round not just the summer um and if you don't love your shady rays you can exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days if you want to go to a store and try them on they have a brick and mortar at kierland in scottsdale um and right now exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, 
we'll get to our prospect spotlight in a second, but there was some small piece of Coyotes news, and that is a Coyotes prospect, Artyom Duda. Artyom Duda. What a name. All-time name list. Um, is heading to the University of Maine, and the reason this is significant is because he is in Russia, and people are thinking there's no way he's going to get over here. It's a risk to draft a Russian right now with the, the geopolitical climate in this globe. Um, and we've heard that the Coyotes are very high on this guy. Um, and the University of Maine themselves tweeted out Artyom Duda. He's coming. Craig did a little bit of digging in freaking, like, I don't even know where he was yesterday. France? He's in Ireland now, by the way. Um, <laughs> he did a little bit of digging and said he is, is signed to play there next year, but he might not be able to go right away given contract situations with Russia and all of that. But good news for the Coyotes that this guy is going to come over from Russia earlier than expected. From North, getting getting him to play in North America is huge. He's a 19-year-old left-handed defenseman. He's just over 6'1". Six, 6'1", six one, six one, what is he listed? 6'1", almost 190. There's, I'm... I'm still not convinced this is all going to happen in, in Maine. And, and one of the issues with going to Maine is he played professional last year. He played for SKA Moscow. And once you play in the KHL, you are no longer eligible to play in the NCAA. They are saying that he was actually on the junior team, loaned to the KHL team, and didn't actually get paid. Eh. I mean, I, I we'll see. So if he goes place college whatever, hockey. Whatever you need to tell yourself. Because every Russian kid wants to get back and go to school, right? And take English 101 in a lecture bowl at Maine. Oh, boy, howdy. Um, so good for us, though, because he's not. if he doesn't go to the CHL, he doesn't have to go through, oh, can he play in the American League? If he goes to NCAA, he can one year, one and done, and he can go play in the American League if he needs to. Get him to North America. I think it's huge for the Coyotes to get him yeah. to North America. Um, I do think it's great for him to go to college. We talk about college hockey a lot on this show and what it can mean for a player. And so you got to look at this 19-year-old kid from Russia, and he's going to come to North America to play hockey. You put him in a college atmosphere, you have much better chances for him to succeed. You have more programs, meaning you have he can live in the dorms and not have to go get an apartment if they went to you know juniors or if he goes to the American League. He, he's going to get more programs to help him. He'll learn English better. He'll he'll be acclimated to and accustomed to the North American way of life. I think college is a great path for him. I don't know how long he'll be there, but let's get him to North America because the quicker he gets to North America, the more likely he is able to make an impact in this organization. So it's great news for the organization that Arm Duda is coming. And also for the Coyotes, I think it would allow them to have more control in his development. Absolutely. Um, when he's in the KHL, there's really like... Nothing, and then you don't know if he's no, coming. Yeah, you don't know if he's coming. You can't really work like the thing about what like Lee Stepniak and Nathaniel Brooks and they're in place to do is like they're in contact with the coaches of all their prospects and if they you know there's something that they want Duda to be a focus like they can communicate that to the University of Maine coaching staff and that can be a focus for him so we'll see what happens we'll follow this one along um if he come if he's able to come over or not um but an exciting guy drafted 36 overall by the Cody so like a very very early second round pick last year um and someone they're high on and a defensive prospect which is something that the Coyotes need, need. more of yep, because their defensive prospect cupboards aren't as full as their forward ones um but with all that being said we are going to do our prospect spotlight of the day and it is a forward um but 
we are highlighting a prospect the Coyotes could select at 6th or 12th um, every single day leading up until the draft. And today's prospect spotlight is Oliver Moore of the NTDP. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting good at that. I know. Did you see Kenny? Kenny's frustrated with us. Yeah. You know. Sorry, Kenny. Five days a week, Kenny. Fast we, forward, we can, Kenny. We can only do so much. Um, Oliver Moore, he's... 5'11", 188, he's a center, um, and I think the biggest overarching comment about Oliver Moore, whether you talk to NTDP coach Dan Muse, who we had on our show, whether you look at draft experts or in scouts, it's his speed. This is a fast kid. Yeah, he's the fastest player in the draft, and you go and go watch highlights of this kid, he scoots. like in His first couple of strides are incredibly powerful. He can beat defensemen wide sheerly with his speed um he's coming in what is he saying he's listed at 511 just about 180 he's going to be big enough the issue will he be center right now he's centering the second line at the ndp he's a second line center and he's looking to be projected anywhere from seven to twelve so he's in that range for the coyotes at the second pick i don't think he's the guy you're going to see at six <laughs> he's a guy that definitely could be there at 12 yeah. um skill is Good. He's a good skilled player. He his points aren't going to reflect that in NDP because he didn't play with the top three players, which were on that top line with with Perot. And we talk about them all the time. Yeah. And, and Jordan, Perot, Leonard, and yeah, Will Smith. Leonard, yeah. yeah. So with Will Smith uh, above him, he was second line center, and he didn't have the wings that that Will Smith had. So to see his points is, I don't think that's a big issue. His speed is absolutely elite, and for a team like the Coyotes that want to play fast. Most teams want to play fast. Coyotes want to play fast. This is a guy that they could add to the lineup to help push their speed along. He's a dynamic player, plays quick. You know that they, if you're at the NDP program, you know how to train, you know how to take care of your body, you know how to practice, you know how to do the things right to succeed. So his development has a leg up already because he's at the NDP. Um, I think he'll be there at 12, and it might be somebody the Coyotes look at. And you look at a, a speedy centerman. We've already got Logan Cooley, who is an incredibly high-skilled center. you got Jack McBain up the middle of the ice. This team can add to their center depth with a player like Oliver Moore. Yeah, and something that Dan Muse said when he was on our show um, last month, he said he played center for us the majority of the year, but over his two years, he showed he can play center, he can play wing, he can play power play, penalty kill, in all situations, and his speed is just really hard to handle. Again, it all comes back to the speed. But it is good to know that he can play in a bunch of situations. So, you know, if the Coyotes, maybe with the six, they draft a center and they yep. draft Oliver Moore at 12, then maybe they push him to the wing. And that's, you know, that could work out. Too. Yeah, when you so. drafted Clayton Keller, Clayton Keller was a center. And now he's a wing. I literally don't even remember that. Yep. That's funny. So he's a centerman. So there are... <sighs> everybody can't play center, but it is nice to have two guys in, in on a line that can take draws. If you get a right hand and a left hand, or you can take draws in either corner. That is beneficial. So I will have to see on his development. Will it, will he project out as a wing or a centerman? Um, I think that will be TBD, but I think the one thing when you watch Oliver Moore is you need to watch how fast he's able to get up and down the ice. And yeah. he is explosive and exciting to watch. And I tell you what, if you want to put butts in seats, get a guy that can scoot up and down the ice. You look at a guy like Michael Grabner. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what you look at with an with an Oliver Moore speed. He's another guy like Grabner that he also kills penalties. And so I don't know if he has Grabner had good skill, but hands, but sometimes his feet were faster than his hands, and I think that caused people to think Grab wasn't as skilled. Uh, but I think he's more of a Michael Grabner player where you look at speed with smarts and can do literally everything.
um, the Watts said, Minnesota, heard of them? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Or supposedly How did I forget these shit from Minnesota? <laughs> it was on my first thing. To, uh, the first note I had about the kid was he's from Minnesota. <laughs> um, and Roaring Fork said, there's no way he's there at 12. You very well could be right. Um, and I guess at this point, you really can't be shocked if he even goes at six to the Coyotes. Like right now, NHL Central Scouting has him ranked eighth among North American skaters. One of my biggest gripes with the NHL is that they do separate North America and Europe. See, So like he could be eighth on North America, but how does he rank if you smush it all together? Yeah. That we'll never know. And that's why we don't rely on the draft experts and the scouts. But um, yeah, and Ogie said, Cooley, Hayton, Moore, and McBain is a hell of a center depth. So we'll see. True. And Roy Fork said it. he's going like he's a Minnesota kid. He's going to play at the University of Minnesota next year with Logan Cooley. Um, and you talk about Minnesota interested in targeting him. Yeah, if we don't think he's going to be there at 12, he sure as hell ain't going to be there at 21. Like, that's where the Wild are picking. I don't think he's going to be there. Unless then. they trade up. But maybe they trade up. And, and here's, here's what's interesting about this year's draft. And we, we said over and over and over again, it's Connor Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, Mitchkov, and then Will Smith. But there are some people that have... You know, Pelica over that. They have Leonard over that. You've got more. You've got Danielson. You've got like there are so many people, depending on what your need is or where your scouts think, on that next tier. Yeah. Like there it is. Throw them in a bag and pull it out. You don't know who somebody's going to take even at five. Yeah. I mean, we we said all along it's Will Smith, but there are teams that don't have. They have teams that have Reinbacher there. Yeah. And it, maybe a team needs a defenseman. And as Dan just said, it only takes one or two teams grabbing a D and more could be there at 12. And Reinbacher is a guy that we, we did hear Craig Button say that it could be um, sending Pelica. But, but the majority of the people I've talked to have sending sending Pelica at three mm-hmm. and Wielander and um, Reinbacher are ahead of him. But it depends on what you need. Like we saw it in last year's draft, Simon Nemich. Yeah. Nobody thought he'd go no. number two. He no. went second in the draft. Yeah. So it screws up everything else. So as much as we sit and speculate on what could happen in the chat or on our show, you don't know what these scouts are looking for or what they heard. Maybe they heard something at the combine or something in the meeting that, that their interviews like, oh, gosh, we need this kid. We need this kid. I don't know who's going to be there for the Coyotes at six. If Will Smith is there for the Coyotes at six and they get Will Smith out of this and any of the other players we talked about yeah. at 12, because if Will Smith's there at six, that means everybody else is pushed back. Maybe they do get a Wheelander at, at 12. Maybe they yeah. get maybe a, a Sandy Pelica at 12. Maybe they get an Oliver Moore at 12. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know. We're, it, we don't know either. And we're just doing this yeah, we so were, you know the name. We're not draft experts. So you know the name when it's called. Hell no. Yeah. no. We're relying on the <gasps> experts. You know what I forgot, <laughs> you keep You keep. Talking. Oh, I know what you forgot. Um, well, in the meantime, I will Ask tell. I where I should slack something to. Slack it to Coyotes. Oh, she said that. Okay. Um, anywho, Foco. We love Foco. We're here in our commission studio, and our whole background is provided by Foco. All of our little bobbleheads and and I was I was gonna say like thingamajigs. I don't know. I feel like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Thingamabobs. I got plenty. Thingamabobs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Lindsay calls them knickknacks. Ooh, I like knickknacks. Knickknacks is better. Um, or, Nick- or trinkets. Knickknacks, trinkets, thingamabobs, bobbleheads, licensed apparel. Foco has it all. Um, they have your back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. So check out the best gear around by visiting foco.com. That's f-o-c-o.com, and using the code phnx. And for all non-presale items, use code phnx for ten percent off. And PD. 
you've been up since 5 a.m. So I think I when you go home, it's like five o'clock for you somewhere. You're going <laughs> to enjoy a nice four peaks on the, your patio. There is a thousand percent chance I'm going to because I was painting my patio today. Yeah. And so there's a very big chance that I am enjoying it. And I, you know, what's cool. I told you in my beer fridge right now, there are two wows and they go on the front left. Wow's got the okay. same spot. Front left. Got It'll it. It'll be a while because it's got to be, it's a sunny day today. So it's a while. It, it's always a sunny day in Arizona. Um, so it's always perfect for a while. It's always for, perfect for a Four Peaks beer. And you can buy a Four Peaks beer wherever you buy your beer. You can also check out their A Street Pub. Amazing food and drinks there as well. Um, so check it out. Let us know. Uh, you can also enter their D-backs for seats. You can check out Four Peaks for teachers. So if you're a teacher, you can, um, on Tuesdays, you get Teacher Tuesdays, $4 kit lifters, wow, hazies, and hopknots. Uh, if you know a teacher and you want to nominate them, fourpeaksforteachers.org, they can receive cash prizes, grants, um, et cetera. So I love Four Peaks is always supporting the community, and they also give us great beer. So we love them, and you can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. All right, Petey, 10 days to 10 days of Tootsies. 10 days of Tootsies started on Monday. Yep. 10 days of Tootsies. Yep. And today is day three of 10 days of Tootsies. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd stick along with, and I just texted with Kenny Dietz and just to prove that we're going to talk more to Vegas. So I thought we'd make it a Vegas theme, (laughs) a a Vegas theme. Sorry, Kenny. A Vegas theme, 10 days of Tootsies. Okay. And we're going to, we've talked about the live music in Nashville. We're going to see a ton of live music. Okay, they start at 10 a.m. and every bar has live music. They're out on the streets playing live music. You cannot avoid live country music. If you don't like it, you're going to like it by the time you leave. Okay, just telling you. So we're going to go to 10 Days of Tootsies. This is day three, Wednesday at Tootsies. And this is live on stage. Well, it's not live now. Is that Sean Burke? Sean Burke. (laughs) On the stage, at t- Sean Burke, Burke plays guitar. He's a very good guitar player. <laughs> and this is not the first time he has got up on stage and actually played. Oh, my played. gosh. So Sean Burke is on stage at Tootsie's with the singer. And I think that's the fiddle player on the right. And by the way, I'm all about fiddling at Yeah, you're into the at Tootsie's, fiddle. the fiddle players. There was a fiddle player from Minnesota there. And she was there year after year after year. <laughs> and we were she was amazing. But that was Sean Burke. At Tootsie's playing on stage, representing the Arizona Coyotes and his amazing musical talent. That was day three of 10 days of Tootsie's. I love it. I can't wait. We'll be there at the draft in Nashville, bringing you all of the draft content. So be sure to stay locked in and become a diehard at gophnx.com slash diehard. You can join our Discord um, where we chat all day long about all these sorts of things. There was a lot of Vegas talk last night, but we talk about anything and everything um, in there. We will debate who the Coyotes are going to take at 6 and 12 and all of that. So join our Discord. You can also become a diehard and get 20% off our merchandise, 20% off our events, like many of the diehards who are coming to Nashville with us got 20% off on that trip. Um, and you also get a $50 Mountain Mike's voucher upon signing up. We had Mountain Mike's yesterday. You got it, Ooh. Yeah, you had it this morning for breakfast I did. again. <laughs> so. Heidi, if you're watching, no, yeah, he no, didn't. I did not. Um, <laughs> um, you also get a Dobson Ranch card. Um, and when Craig gets back, which he, has, I think he comes back Friday, fingers crossed. He'll, if he better. Otherwise, he's going to launch like the Dublin branch of all city. Um, Craig has a weekly diehard only piece on the website as well. So just a lot of perks to becoming a diehard. Go phnx.com and check out the locker, phnxlocker.com. We have a Father's Day sale going on right now. Buy one, get one half off all shirts and hats through June 18th. So make sure you take advantage of this offer right now. 
PD, anything else? No, I, I think um, we've got to figure out what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Let's try to, we'll get Kenny's back tomorrow. <laughs> Kenny, we'll talk more coyotes tomorrow. Uh, anywho, we'll congrats again to Aiden Hill, Phil Kessel, yep. Sean Burke, Craig Cunningham, and Bronco, and the Vegas Golden Knights yep. on their first Stanley Cup. Like, I don't care who the we're team next. is. Well, maybe not next. Yay. Maybe not next. Someday? 10 years from now? Can we maybe? say someday? Yeah, someday. Someday. Let's no, go someday. Yeah, someday. Okay. Um, I don't care what team it is. Watching the Stanley Cup celebration is better than any other trophy presentation. It's the best. Not even close. Hands down. I watch it from start to finish every year. I love it. Um, so again, congrats to the Golden Knights and everybody here in the chat. Thank you so much. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review. You can follow all of us on Twitter um, at S. Peter Talkie, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan. Emma, do you want the people to follow you? What's your at? At Emma Ann Clark. Love it. Follow Emma. Give Emma a follow. Um, and you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. And then Friday at 11 a.m. as well. We'll have a show for you then. So stay locked in. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow.